Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to TPQ20, where we go beyond the page with poets about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. I'm Courtney Margolin. And I'm Chris Margolin. Let's expand the conversation. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Good to virtually meet you. Yeah, I know. Good to get to virtually meet you as well. All right. Um, well, welcome to TPQ20. Uh, to start things off, I know who you are, but uh, our audience may not. We would love to know who you are. So what is your elevator pitch of yourself? If you had to give somebody that quick speech, who are you? Ooh. Um, I'm Taylor Bias. Um, I am a poet and intense hugger. Um, I write about race and family and home. And I love being in community with other writers. I think that's one of the most important parts about this whole life that we've chosen is, is doing it with other people. Um, and I, without risking sounding arrogant, um, believe that I'll be famous one day. <laughs> there, there's not one arrogant thing about it. I wish that, I hope that you will be famous. Blood Warm is a really, really good, uh, a good start on that, uh, I think on that trek. So I think your journey has definitely begun. And I think you, your elevator pitch was perfect because one of the things that I know that I love about, about you and your journey is watching you build the community um, kind of as you elevate yourself um, and try and figure out this whole weird game of literature. Um, <laughs> you, you have done what so many others kind of say they're going to do or want to do, but just haven't figured out how, and you've just extended yourself um, to others as kind of a mentor at this point, um, even though you're kind of early in, in your own <laughs> career. But, yeah. Um, that, I think that's a really good way to represent yourself is that you really have kind of created or helped to create this community that we're seeing now. There's, there's a brand new uprising of poets. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's nice to see, I think your, your name is definitely on the forefront of that. Um, I've been seeing it pop up quite a bit lately on the Sealy Challenge. So I know people are reading um, which is pretty awesome. So with that said, what are your main passions uh, in the world of poetry and literature? Ooh, in the world of poetry and literature, I think currently, um, and that I think this has always been true of me, but I'm just really in love with form. And I've been in love with form since um, I really started being serious about poetry. But um, I think this also just goes back to like our poetry education and how we're introduced to poetry sort of in schools and what type of work we're introduced to. Um, and I was just having a conversation with someone the other day about Shakespeare and how Shakespeare is, is sort of like a typical door into poetry, but in so many ways, it's also just really inaccessible for a lot of people. 
Um, so I think one of my passions is like reviving formal poetry, but also, you know, making form accessible and also like finding ways to teach form um, and get other people to write form in a way that's accessible. Um, so yeah, I, I would. <laughs> uh, I love this. My background is in 16th and 19th century British poetry. So like, for, <laughs> me, for me as nerdy, like I, I love nerdy breakdowns of form poems. Give me like slashes above things and let me know where, you know, where, where the enjambments really should go and figure out what that actually means for a poem. Uh, I think you're, you're one of the few, I think, who, who has openly said that you kind of love form. Uh, you don't hear it, you don't hear it in a traditional sense very often anymore. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we've got some really cool new forms being created, um, which is amazing for younger poets to see that. And I, I teach middle school. So for my middle schoolers to see, you know, what's a golden shovel and what what are, you know, what are pontoons? What are these, what are these things that you can't actually do that sound really cool? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's intimidating for a lot of people. I think you hear form or you hear pantoum or sonnet and people just get really, really sort of intimidated by that. But um, I see form as these sort of puzzles and challenges that I get to work out and that are really fun to work out. Um, so that's, I would say form is like one of my biggest, biggest passions in poetry right now. Um, There's somebody out there who you think is just doing it just above and beyond everybody right now? not to put you on the spot here no I so my like first formal love um would be Erica Dawson and I think Patricia Smith is always always somebody who I return to whenever I need to sort of step outside of myself and, and get some form that I think is inaccessible accessible and doing some really wonderful things I always go to Patricia Smith awesome yeah she's a queen of the yeah, absolutely. The queen, yes, absolutely. What about outside of the world of poetry? What uh, what is your passion when you know you don't have a pen or a phone or anything in your hand that you're typing away on? Um, probably music. I love singing. I sort of write songs <laughs> in my free time, which totally makes sense as a poet, right? To just write songs, it feels like an easy transition. Um, but yeah, I, I think music influences a lot. Also art, um, like visual art, going to museums, art finds its way a lot into my writing as well. And I think um, art is a way to step outside of the self and appreciate the world and appreciate that my perception of things isn't the only perception of things, which sounds like duh, but it's also something that I think is it's just nice to be reminded of that there are just so many ways to to see a singular thing, um, which is essentially what poetry is, you know, like it's just all of us viewing this same world through, through our different lenses, right? Um, so I think naturally I'm always inspired when I'm looking at art or thinking about art as well. Do you have a favorite favorite visual artist? Um, I think right now my favorite like photographer is Gordon Parks, um, a Chicago photographer, like obsessed with his photographs and the way that he um, depicts Chicago. Yeah. 
That's awesome. It's it's interesting in my head, and I think that a lot of people probably don't go to photography as a as when you say a visual art form, which is funny. My my ten year old daughter is a has grown into a fantastic photographer already, yeah. um, but photography is definitely one of those one of those like visual landscapes that uh, I think when you say art, people don't always go to. So I love that that's kind of where you where you head. Yeah. It's it's nice. It is nice to get lost in somebody else's initial vision. Uh, yeah. Um, so, what is your process when you sit down, or when you walk around, or whatever it is you do to write a poem? Are there any weird superstitions or rituals, or is there anything you know? Do you have to have you know eighteen candles lit around you, and uh, you know pink paisley curtains hung up in the you know in the background? What what do you do for your process? obviously or it's or is it super boring you just you know you sit down and you write from five to nine and call it a day i'm so low maintenance but i'm also i feel like i'm low maintenance but i'm also a little bit chaotic simultaneously in the sense that i don't really have a very regular writing schedule or routine i i'm not the type of person that that can sort of do that okay i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna write from this time to this time every day I don't write every day. Um, I really do have to let poems find me. And that was something that was really hard for me to um, sort of accept or come to terms with, especially being in a, a PhD program where um, I think the pressure to produce is, you know, maybe a little higher. And I think the pressure to produce is always there for a lot of us because we are, you know, in a in a field that like requires that. But um, I think that was really difficult for me because it's so erratic. Like I could go maybe two months without writing anything and then I can do a poem a day <laughs> and write 30 poems, you know, straight a poem a day for a whole month. And um, that was really hard. But once I accepted that, it, you know, it was really about just like trusting that whenever I do sit down at the computer um, that I'm going to write something meaningful. I think it was like a lot of fear of, of coming to the page and not doing something meaningful or doing something that I don't like, but that's all a part of the process, right? Like we, we all write things that aren't great, that aren't, <laughs> that aren't the best. Wait a second, hold on. Everything, everything <laughs> that, I don't know about you, but everything I write is brilliant. <laughs> I mean, you know, some of my first drafts are a little, <laughs> you know, like they are not, uh, you know, I would be very, very ashamed if some of those first, first drafts went out into the world. But um, we have to, we have to give ourselves room to write those, those first drafts and, and to improve and to grow and evolve. Um, so for me, it's, it's really just a matter of collecting little tidbits. I have like a, a specific note in my notes app on my phone where I sort of drop like lines or images or things that just sort of come to me at random parts parts of the day or you know those things that come to you right before you're about to go to sleep which right. is like always when things want to come to you um and I just drop things there and then sometimes I will look at them and and things on the list will start to speak to one another in a, in a poem like the beginnings of a poem will appear and that's when I, I sort of like feel the urge to to see what happens and to explore um to follow the poem wherever it's going to take me and so it really just happens naturally. Um, and then for like poem a day things, because I'm writing a poem every day, um, 
I can I can't like sort of do that process because it takes a little longer. And so in in those instances, it's more of like using word banks to sort of jog um, the inspiration or maybe like reaching into acrostic poetry, um, acrostic, um, looking at art to see what comes out of that. So I just find sort of different ways to, to jog, the, jog the brain and get it working. Um, but it's, it's very all over the place and erratic, but it, it's working, so. <laughs> it, does, it, it works all right. Um, so what do you think, you know, how many how many years would you say that you have been you know a, a professional poet? And by professional, I think I mean like how many years have you been clicking the submit button on a submittable page, or like looking at different you know what was the first time you felt really comfortable and confident in something that you submitted? The first time that I have clicked on a submittable page or submitted really and was like, okay, I'm sending things on to the world on my own, um, 2019. Okay. So it's been two years, like right over two years um, for me. And, you know, I, I when in 2019, I came out of my master's um, and I had to write a thesis for my master's. So I had like this big body or significant size of, of poetry. Um, and I felt pretty good about the poems. You know, they were like thesis poems. And at the time I felt like these are the best things that I've written. So I had this, you know, big manuscript that I could sort of just send off into the world. And so um, like May of 2019 was when I just started sending things out. Um, and I, I had like no real expectations. I didn't really know like what was going to happen. Right. I was just like, okay, the goal is to just, you know, maybe get like five poems published by the end of this year, right? From May to December, surely I can get like five of these published, right? Um, and then I got ten published, and so my mom was like, okay, so we're we're out here blowing the blowing the gold <laughs> water. So my mom just gives me this extreme goal, and she was like, okay, well next year you got to go for fifty. And, you know, mom, mama didn't raise a punk. So I was like, okay, <laughs> you're, you're, you're giving me this bet. I'm going to do it. Um, and then so 20, 2020 was just like, I, I'm going to get my name out there. Yeah. Like this is me having, like making a name for myself. Um, and I got 50 poems published, which was insane. Now, now I guess, yeah, I guess Blood Worm is 2021. So I can see you can't consider those ones to be that. Yeah. You can't add another, you know, 50 something to it. Um, and so with that short, that's, I mean, that is a pretty tight window of, of time um, to go from, I'm going to hit submit to variant lit grabs Blood Worm um, and takes it from there. So along that journey, uh, what what was the pitfall? What was that obstacle that you had to overcome? I think I think it was the first full length manuscript. Um, getting books published in in this industry, um, it's so much about just like luck and chance and things just like landing in the right hands at the right time. Um, and so I, it's really hard sometimes we take rejection personally. 
um, or, you know, we get something rejected and we get the impulse to like, okay, now I have to change up the entire manuscript, right? Um, and I think because I also want to be, you know, a professor and I understand that being in the job market, there are certain sort of like requirements and, and milestones that people are looking for you to have hit when you go onto the job market. And I think for a while, I was really, really just caught up in, okay, I have to have a book and I have to do this. And I think I lost sight of like the work that I was doing. I was, I was so worried about like these end goals and, and not the actual journey and the actual work that like you have to do to get there. Um, and I, I just, I had to stop thinking about it. I had to stop worrying about it. And the moment I stopped worrying about things, the moment I was just like, you know what, I've sent this chat book out into the world and either, either someone's going to take it or they aren't. And then I'm going to send it back out again. The moment that like was the attitude switch, it got picked up, (laughs) you know, the moment, um, with my agent, I told, I tell my friends this story. I, we sent out the first full length manuscript and it had been what well, we sent it out in maybe like early February of this year. And it had been months, like months had gone by. We had gotten like a lot of rejections at that point. And um, I was in a, I've written a lot this year. So I was at a point where like, I'd actually have written a full second <laughs> full length manuscript at this point. <laughs> and I was at the point where I was just like, you know what, maybe the first book just isn't the first book. Like it's right. just, that just won't be the one. And so I like finished a, a first draft of the second full length. And I was just sent it to my agent and I was like, Hey, no rush, but this is like the second manuscript that I've, you know, finished a draft on and look at it anytime. Literally the very next day after I had emailed her the second full length, she emails me that like, hey, we have an we have an offer like from from this. And I was like, That's the amazing. moment, the yeah. moment I stopped caring and panicking and worrying about it is the moment that it just falls into my lap. Like that's just isn't it? It's uh, you know, yeah. So I, I and that's it's the best way to do it. As soon as that panic goes away, I'm, oh my God, am I ever going to get this out into the world? Everything just kind of, it, yeah, it allows you to breathe a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as we start toward wrapping things up, um, 20 minutes goes really fast. Uh, <laughs> what are you most excited about right now in the poetry world? What is, what is that one thing that gets you really excited? Uh, what's going on? I think what I'm most excited about in the poetry world is seeing writers that I have admired for so long, like finally get their big breaks. Like for example, Gabrielle Bates, whose poetry like I have loved ever since I've discovered her, seeing her book deal on the timeline was just one of the, like one of the best things ever. Like I felt, I felt excited like it was my book announcement I was I'm so happy um and it's moments like those that just just restore my faith that like the publishing people are getting things right you know like (laughs) they're they're picking up the right people and in the books that like deserve to be out in the world are finally making their way out into the world and it was just it was such a like such a beautiful thing to see and it's moments like those that just really 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 make me excited and happy to just be here and to be writing alongside people like Gabrielle. That's 
Awesome. That is a perfect way. Gabrielle, and Gabrielle was just on. We just had her on the site uh, <laughs> with an, an interview with uh, Kalisa Ray. Um, so we, we've definitely become familiar with her work. And I, it's, it was really exciting to see all the 2023 is so long. It always feels like it's it's so far away to get to that next I piece. Know, I know. Um, what about you? What is coming up with you that we should keep an eye out for, other than Blood Warm, uh, which we can grab from Variant Lit? Uh, what uh, what is coming up for you? What's coming up for me? Um, I'm I might have more more news more news later this year. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Um. Can't really, can't really tell yet, but I might have some, some more poetry bookie news um, coming up soon. And then of course, you know, the full length is 2023. Um, and also another project that will be coming out in 2023 that hopefully we get to announce soon. So lots of, lots of secrets. Well, good. Waiting. That's all right. It seems like things are things. Like, it seems like things are going the way they should, and your journey is picking up on the on the trajectory that that is necessary. Uh, and we love to see it. Um, it was great to talk to you. I, I look forward to seeing and reading what happens next. Yes. Have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye, Dylan. Bye. Thank you for listening to TPQ Twenty. Please like, review, and subscribe.